Hello, I'm Alan Libsey, and welcome to the CFA UK In Conversation podcast. This is the show for investment professionals all about issues, interests, and insights in today's profession. In this episode, I'll be talking to Daniel Murray, our current chair of the CFA UK, and uh, also the deputy CIO at EFG Asset Management here in London. Um, I want to talk, Dan, uh, how, how are you? Good to see you again. Nice to nice to see you. Well, you, other people can't see you, but I can see you. Um, great to have you on the, on the podcast. Thanks, Alan. It's, uh, it's great to be here. It's been in a very eventful two and a half years. And I thought we'd recap it because it's been an important time for the CFA UK, not just historically from all the craziness, but uh, also the result has been very good. So so let me, let me open this discussion with um, a bit about what were you thinking when you took on this role, which is a big role, and what were you hoping to get done at the, uh, at the initial stages? Well, first of all, when I uh, started volunteering for CFA UK, I had no particular aim or um, intention of being on the board, and I was very fortunate to uh, apply for the board and be accepted. And then when I'd applied for the board, again, I had no particular ambition to be chair, but um, I was, you know, as my board journey continued, I was very fortunate to find myself in a position to apply for the chair's role and even more fortunate to be appointed. So I was uh, very grateful. And these things have been somewhat opportunistic and there's been an element of luck along the way. I think uh, before I started, you know, there's a very, uh, there was a very broad aim to address things such as IT, which I was aware of during my journey as a volunteer with CFA UK, was in desperate need of some investment. And I was also keen to broaden out some of the uh, education um, assignments and to make that perhaps more relevant to today's investment world. Those are probably the two biggest aims that I had along the way. I think uh, I've also been really fortunate to have been involved in some other incredibly interesting um, projects uh, so um, about six months after I took over the chairmanship, um, CFA UK hosted CFA Institute's annual conference uh, here in London. And that was an amazing event to be involved with. I was very lucky that it coincided with my time as chair. And, uh, you know, along the way, we've been engaged in a number of other really interesting projects, notably um, the ESG certificates, uh, both the investigation before launch, the creation of that certificate, the testing of it, and then finally the launch. And then of course- Let me, more... let, let me, let me stop you first, Dan, because let's break this into chunks uh, because there's a lot to that happened really, because you talked about that ESG thing, but that's just one of the things that you had to put in place. Because this is, you were just saying the IT project, right? That costs money, but at the, you know, there was a period, wasn't there, where we were, actually in some pain, which was about a, just over a year ago, right? How did you feel going into the beginning of 2020? You probably thought things are fine. Uh, three or four months later, he probably thought, oh dear. No, indeed, it, we had accomplished a lot. The end of um, 2019, the board underwent quite an, an in-depth governance review. That took up a good six months of time. And as part of that, a whole load of uh, new processes and uh, ways of working and board um, realignment were established. So that took up a, a lot of energy and a lot of bandwidth, both for the board and the staffed office. And at the same time, the board had agreed to initiate a whole project to review 
um, the society's IT and to bring that into the, the 21st century and make it really fit for purpose and, and forward looking in terms of its capability. So that was really exciting at the time as well. And then, of course, we got hit by COVID and the rug just got pulled from under the society's feet, as it did, of course, for a whole load of businesses. And we just had to reassess what was important. What should we continue to do? Uh, were there any opportunities that we needed to be uh, more careful of? Any ways in which we need to change the board's and the society's direction? And I think, um, you know, through a little bit of luck and a little bit of judgment and, of course, the um, hard work and input of the staffed office, um, actually, we navigated it reasonably well. And the ESG certificate was very much fundamental to the society's ability to weather the storm of COVID well. And uh, with that in mind in particular, the speed with which the society moved to online proctoring in uh, no small part due to the quick actions of the staffed office really were, you know, that was really instrumental in helping uh, guide the society through those really difficult times. So uh, it was it was a real challenge. We had to really keep our finger on the pulse and the officers had to be very close to the action there, uh, receiving regular updates in the financials and on, on business development to make sure we remain solvent and that everything was going as planned. But uh, thankfully, uh, actually, uh, the, the, the crisis accelerated and some trends that probably would have been developing anyway. So looking at, uh, well, talking about the ESG uh, project, because that took a long time. It was in gestation for a while. There was a lot of talk about it. Not, it wasn't, I wouldn't say it wasn't moving forward, but it was moving forward kind of slowly. Uh, has it turned out to be as good as you, you expected? And what, what about the planning process um, and the result made the difference, do you think? I think it's been phenomenally successful and there's always an element of luck in this. You're never quite sure when you're launching a new project. The society doesn't have a particular commercial aim and nor does it have any great commercial expertise. But of course, it does run the IMC certificate and it does um, you know, have as part of its mandate uh, a desire to help educate and keep uh, our members well informed about what's going on. So about, as you well know, Alan, about three years ago, the board started looking at the possibility of launching an ESG certificate. We felt there was a gap in the market. Our members were not well served by what's available. Uh, and then, of course, one goes through the long process of uh, investigating the opportunity, of establishing a curriculum, of uh, getting materials drawn up, of testing the materials, testing the exam, and eventually launching it. And uh, so it's been an incredible journey. I'm delighted that it's been so successful. I think the fact that a very high proportion of people who sit the exam are not CFA UK members and they're not CFA Institute members, they're not even CFA charter holders. I think that speaks volumes about how highly regarded this certificate is and, and how much of a need there was for something in the market. So it's been hugely successful. I feel very proud to be involved with it. And I feel you know, really proud of the staffed office and, and all the volunteers who've made that happen. And this is going to go worldwide, right? Because we have uh, become a sort of incubator to, for the, the wider CFA Institute. Yeah, exactly. So it's already uh, been available in some countries uh, for the past year or so. And uh, we're in the process of handing over the certificate to the uh, CFA Institute and then it will go truly global. And again, we've had huge interest from our overseas partners and uh, you know, we'll look forward to uh, having a long association with that certificate. And mm. I think it's clear that 
whereas ESG was once right at the periphery of the investment world, it's now moved centre stage. So really exciting times and really delighted that CFA UK can be part of that transformational journey. So there's one other thing I, we probably should talk about because it, the IT now has some backing, financial backing, to, partly due to the ESG thing. There's plenty of momentum on both. Um, what about other things like governance? Uh, that was something that needed to be addressed. What, what have we? What's the CFA UK done on governance? You know, so as I mentioned, we went through a big governance review at the end of 2019, and that looked at all sorts of things from uh, you know succession planning, board size. Uh, processes um, and so forth and that was uh, a large project it took um, over six months to uh, to go through we engaged the help of an independent consultant um, who uh, interviewed board members interviewed senior staff members and was able to take uh, a relatively objective view as to the good things and the bad things I'm pleased to say that by and large the society's governance was good but there were some things that needed updating and some of those things were reflected at last year's AGM and the membership voted to approve those. And some of the things didn't need member approval, but have just resulted in a change in the way that the society operates and in terms of some of its governance. So I think we've uh, brought the society, uh, society's governance back into uh, the modern era. I think we've upgraded it, we've updated it, and hopefully it will be fit for purpose for a few more years. But, you know, of course, these are things that are constantly changing and it would be sensible to undergo another governance review in another, say, you know, three or four years' time. Mm. Uh, that that's great. So it looks like the CFA UK is on a on a, a good footing for the next um, at least year, if not uh, several years. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think governance-wise, um, society is in good shape. I think IT-wise, we are getting there. The IT project is underway, but <clears throat> hopefully that will upgrade the society's IT infrastructure in a manner that helps us relate to in particular to the younger membership and that makes access easier to all the great resources produced by the society and its volunteers to the membership um, and so I think that's hugely important in the modern era and I think of course financially the ESG certificate has afforded the society the luxury of improved finances and improved finances mean that society can engage in activities um, to help improve the quality of services that it offers to its members. So I think uh, three important dimensions there that the society has hopefully made uh, strong progress in over the past few years, and hopefully will continue to make good progress in over the next few years. Well, Daniel, we wish you well. Your your term's coming to an end. Um, I, I thank you for being on the podcast. It was very interesting to catch up on everything. Thanks for chatting to me and all our members. And thank you all for uh, listening today. Uh, look out for the uh, next podcast, the, the details of which will be in the regular CFA UK newsletter, or subscribe to CFA UK's SoundCloud channel. You can find out more at www.cfauk.org slash podcast. Thanks again, Dan. Thanks, Alan.